Warning, we are getting all kinds of political on this episode of the News Mom podcast, and I am here for it. This is going to be the episode to help arm you with the tools needed to fight for parental rights when it comes to education, social media, gender identity. You get the idea. That list is endless. And Amanda Tokus, like me, is no stranger to that fight. She is a self-proclaimed mama bear standing up for parental rights and children in her community. She got so fed up at one point with all the garbage. She even went as far as running for a school board position. Wait until you hear how that story ended. From there, she helped bring the fight to the front lines of Allen County by helping establish the Allen County chapter of Moms for Liberty. She is one tough cookie, and her fight has only just begun. Today, she's bringing it to the News Mom podcast. She mops up the floor while mopping up D.C. This is News Mom. So, Amanda, your name surfaced to me um, a couple of years ago. I think it was August 2021. Mm -hmm. You had a video that went viral. Um, Basically, in this video, you were talking about some COVID procedures that one of our local school districts here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, were implementing. Um, Things like baby monitors being used to to monitor students in the classroom during COVID, uh, so on and so forth. Like I said, that video went viral. Um, so I DM'd you on Facebook and was like, hey, girl, you got to come on my radio program that I host here in Northeast Indiana. You did. But ever since that, I have followed you. I mean, you were so well-spoken. I loved what you stood for when you were on the air with me back in 2021. But since then, you've ran for a position on a local school board. You are with Moms for Liberty. You have basically dedicated your entire life right now, your entire existence, um, to following all things that impact education, social media, and just young people in general. So out of the gate, Amanda, with all of that being said, I have got to ask you, I mean, that's some heavy lifting, girlfriend. Why is it that you have dedicated your life to all of that? So from the time that I was a child, I have been more of a protector role, Um, whether a little kid down the street was getting beat up and I went and helped him um, all the way, you know, as a teenager, um, I I really wanted to go work at Crossroad Children's Home. I met a kid, I worked with a kid that lived there and I eventually got a job there while I was in college. I worked at uh, Wood Youth Center and uh, the YWCA self-sufficiency program. always intertwined, there were kids that were being harmed. And I just had this desire to help them. And and that made me want to study child psychology in college. I didn't end up going that route. I ended up getting into criminal justice and thought, oh, I'll get into uh, juvenile probation. But that actually led me uh, to adult probation. There wasn't a job opening at the time. And I figured they were just grown up kids. And, (laughs) um, you know, so my my involvement with people, just helping people, wanting to be there, you know, to help motivate people to do good things in life. And and then it went on to become a federal probation officer. And wow. it was while I was a federal probation officer, um, I ended up having cases that involved mentally ill, violent offenders and sex offenders. And I ultimately became a specialist uh, overseeing the sex offender caseload, doing a lot of traveling around the country, learning about um, that particular segment of um of individuals that we supervised and um and and you know nobody wants to supervise a sex offender but i knew i'd be good at it because i care about children that much i'm a protector like i said earlier and so i was i felt confident that i would be able to do everything in my power to protect 
children in this community. And so th- that my driving passion starts, like I said, as a child, and it continued all throughout my profession. And um, you are a remarkable. I did not know any of that about you. You know, so when things were happening in 2020 with the schools being shut down and, and me seeing how some of the decisions that they were making were affecting our kids directly and and I believe their emotional health, not just their ability to learn in school, but when you when you put masks on kids' faces mm-hmm. and you you alienate them from their peers and they're not able to see people's facial expressions and you in, invoke fear in them and um, you know you don't let them engage in activities that normal kids do. I mean that's. That is so sad. It is sad. So so 2020 is really kind of what kickstarted a lot of the um, the politics, if you will, for you. Because cause by the sounds, again, you said it, you've been a, just a protector by nature. It's mm-hmm. not like you grew up in some political world or with political influences or wanting to even be in politics, right? Absolutely not. I never had a desire to get into politics, quite the contrary. And that's not even where it started. I just I started inquiring about, you know, wh- why are these things happening? Why are these decisions being made? And um, when I saw a news article about um, Northwest Allen County School making uh, their plans for the next year's school year and how they were going to open the school, they were opening the school with very aggressive uh, practices, still full masking, um, you know, all the social distancing. Mm-hmm. And I just it, it seemed very premature and aggressive, especially at the time our governor just lifted the mask mandate. Right. Yeah. So it, it just was shocking. It made to no me. sense. It made no sense. But as I dug deeper, I realized it was connected to federal monies mm-hmm. that was coming. It always out. goes back to the money, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It, it was directly related to the American uh, rescue plan mm-hmm. and the funding that the schools would get yep. under the contingency that they follow the CDC guidelines and also include SEL. So, social I, emotional learning for folks who yes, don't know what SEL is. Correct. Which if you see that on your kids' yes. school, school schedule, mm-hmm. Spidey senses should yeah, be going and off. And anytime the federal government is mandating something, it should raise a red flag. Yes, yes it you should. You know, like, wh- what? That should be your first <laughs> red flag. Yeah, yeah. So all of this then kind of spiraled into you then running for a local school board position here with that, um, at one of our local districts. What ultimately happened through that journey? I had actually responded to someone's post on a, I thought it was a public Facebook page. It ended up being private. And I had basically said what I just said now is, is I had shared a link to uh, Northwest Allen County's school district who said they were opening with all of these, um, you know, plans to continue masking and, and social distancing. And, and I posted that link and I said, this seems awfully premature and aggressive. And I, I actually had, Several people by the name of Anonymous respond. Don't you love that? <laughs> yeah, I love them. <laughs> uh, they're still, they still follow me. Um, and so they uh, responded in a way that was not so nice. And uh, and then they deleted my post. And I thought, no, you're not, you're not going to shut me down. Yeah. That's not going to work. So within 30 minutes, I created my own Facebook page. I went back to that page and I posted it. And Good I for had, you. Good <laughs> I for a, you. I had 100 people by the end of the day that were already on that page. So clearly, I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. I wasn't alone. But I, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't ask for anybody's permission to speak up. Nor and should it, you have to. So, so that started it. That, and then, and then I went started going to school board meetings and uh, reached out to. I, I wanted to go about it in a way that wasn't adversarial. So mm-hmm. I first, 
you know, reached out to the board president and um, and he was receptive and heard me out and uh, told me what I needed to do if I wanted to get something put on the agenda. Um, and of course, the news were there and they were so excited, hoping something crazy was going to happen. And it was rather boring. But um, the second school board meeting I went to, I actually had prepared a, a 10 minute uh, PowerPoint presentation that I presented to the board, uh, as well as I gosh, there were quite a few people that showed up, maybe maybe around 50 at wow. that first meeting. Um, and so you know, I think the school realized, wow, you know, parents are showing up for the first time ever to a school board meeting, yeah. which are typically very boring. Yeah, very, very boring. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've had to cover lots of them back in my day. Hate that job, actually. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that that's just kind of led me to suddenly parents started reaching out to me, sharing with me curriculum and things that were happening in the classrooms, conversations, um, you know, their concerns. Um, I and then even to the point where vaccines were kind of being mandated, even though they said mm-hmm. they weren't, there was discrimination Correct. against kids who weren't being vaccinated. Isn't that amazing? Because here you are. I mean, first of all, you're highly educated, which, again, I think some of these people that, you know, have bashed you online and just been so critical of you. I mean, you are a highly well-accomplished woman. I love hearing about your resume because to me, I'm kind of like, ha ha ha. See, mm-hmm. she's not just this crazy right wing conservative or anything like that, which sometimes I think women can come off that way. But what's what's amazing is you decided, you know what, they're not going to shut me up. I'm going to open my mouth. And how many people came to you? They see that you were willing to be brave enough to voice the things that you were seeing and hearing from other parents, things that you were experiencing yourself with some of the procedures in this case with COVID. So at the end of the day, is that what inspired you? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and run for school board. Enough is enough. Yes, it definitely was a big determining factor um, because I I know that people trust me. For every person out there, the social media warrior, you know, who's, keyboard, who's, keyboard warriors, yeah, as I like to call who, them, you know, yeah. who are attacking me uh, and trying, you know, they're always trying to discredit your character so that they, they think they have an argument. But mm-hmm. um, for every one of them, there was at least 10 parents, at least that would reach out to me. And they learned that they could trust me because they would tell me things. They would share things with me. And, and it started as early as that, that viral video that you talked yeah. about with Fort Wayne Community Schools. And I've never given up that source. And I won't. And I have lots and lots of parents uh, ha- that have come to me and teachers um, that have come to me and they know that they can trust me. Uh, I was hoping, you know, maybe somebody else would run and I could kind of get behind them. Yeah. But, and there was a lot of chatter at first. But, um, you know, people people are afraid of being canceled. People are afraid are. of being ruined and they're they've, they're threatened. And, and this is this happens every day. We see it. And it's not just, you know, on a national level. It's right here Absolutely. in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so I've talked to those parents, parents that have stood up. And, and you know, if you work for certain employers, it's it may be easier to get to you. I, you know, I don't want to say I'm untouchable, but I guess I've been through enough that I, I don't care. Right. I mean, if I have a conviction for something, especially when it comes to protecting children, bring it. That's one of the things I think that's really missing because you're right. I mean, you could work at a local bank. And you're probably scared to to post about something or even to like something on Facebook or mm-hmm. to share a news story that aligns with your political values simply because you're afraid of the repercussions when it comes to your kids or, or losing your job. It's unfortunate that that is kind mm-hmm. of the day and age that we live in. I get that question all the time because I talk for a living, mm-hmm. you know, Monday through Friday mornings, primarily a lot about politics. Um, and. Yes, that's always a concern for me, too. I I am definitely not untouchable. However, what's great about the company that I work at is a lot of their, not all, 
but a lot of their, their morals and values are very much in line with mine, which never happens in the media. Like right. it's everyone always says to me, are you going to go work here or there? I'm like, no, because I will probably never find owners like I have found here within mm-hmm. Federated Media where I'm at. It's a really rare thing. Talk to me, though, about when you finally decided that you were going to run, you see that no one else is going to, mm-hmm. no one else is going to pick this up. What was that process like? I know that people were downright brutal to you making this run for, for school board. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say that I am somewhat strategic, and, and I don't even know that I won't even say that it's done consciously at times. It's just natural for me in terms of networking. Early on, when I first started going down this path, I like to do my homework. I want to understand who are the players, who's making the decisions. You'd be a good journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's on my bucket list. There you go. Uh, But I want to know who's involved, who's making the decisions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where are all the strings tied, what's motivating these decisions. um, Because you you can't argue with those facts. Once you are armed with those facts, you cannot argue with them. Absolutely. So early on, not only was I going down these rabbit holes in terms of research, I wanted to get out in the community and start meeting people. I started showing up at events. I mean, I had never, ever been at any GOP event. I didn't know any of those people and could care less at at that moment. And so I just started showing up to events, just started putting myself in places. I'd hear about stuff. I'd I'd pay the ticket. Heck, I went down to Indianapolis one time for an event. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was speaking. I walked right into the hotel right after, all by myself, booked a hotel. I just wanted to be there. I wanted to see what's going on. What are these people talking about? Who's who? And and that kind of opened up some doors um, with people kind of who, who is she? Like, mm-hmm. who the heck is she and where did she come from and why is she wanting to know all this stuff? So a lot of people became very curious. Um, I think even initially some people thought I, I might have some interest in the Democratic Party, which not because oh, I'm a woman. They were like, yeah. oh, she's a woman. Oh, uh, yeah, right. You know, and she believes in, you know, women. It's like, have they checked you out on she, Facebook? <laughs> have they checked out your well, social media? Was before I was, I was not very active okay. on that level. And so uh, this all blossomed from, you know, me not... Me, them trying to silence me. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me no. Right. Uh, that's they, they clearly didn't do their homework on that level. So <laughs> granted, I didn't win the school board election. But at the end of the day, I got a lot accomplished leading up to that. And, and I'm still getting things accomplished, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so and, and I'll continue to still do that. But I ended up meeting, you know, people and, and um, you know, got some good advice. And I really I had never run a political campaign. I could care less to understand the details of it. But I will tell you, anybody that run runs for a political position, especially if they're not doing it already previously propped up by their party. Mm-hmm. And and I and I would I wasn't. Uh, a lot of people would like to say I was because I had I ended up making those connections. Um, and I learned a lot. There, there's good and bad in each party. Oh yes, both sides, right down the middle. It doesn't matter where you're mm-hmm. at. There's there's a lot of. There's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of bad and a lot of downright ugly. Absolutely. And I, I guess I'm just I'm a little unpredictable. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's a fear factor for, for some people, even in even in the party that I typically align sure with. Sure is. Um, and but I'm I'm not going to compromise uh, on my values or who I am. I'm always going to speak the truth. And if if, you know, eventually I, I feel like in terms of voting, I mean, being in an elected position is clearly important. But there are a lot of things that people can get done not being in an elected mm-hmm. position. Um, like what? What can people do if they're listening right now? I mean, they can hold their elected people accountable. accountable. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think people realize that they can contact them. Um, they can show up at events. Mm-hmm. They can speak. Uh, they can sign up. I mean, they've got to learn the rules. I think just what you said, too, just go on a fact-finding mission. Because mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, I, I wish I could scream this from the rooftops. And I said it earlier. If you arm yourself with facts... You cannot argue with a fact. And a lot of times 
people just don't do their research. Mm-hmm. People, they, they read a headline and that's enough for them. Right. But if you just do a little dig- digging and you just educate yourself a little bit, you are going to be leaps and bounds uh, further ahead from the, the mom next to you, probably. Abs- absolutely. It, the thing is, I like anything new. It's mm-hmm. overwhelming. Yes. And this is not this is not fun stuff either. Mm-hmm. So it's not like learning, you know, a new sport. Mm-hmm. You know, that's overwhelming too. But like anything, whether you are wanting to make a change in your life with, you know, a job, a career, relationship, same with this political stuff. You just you got to put yourself out there. Don't try to figure everything out before you get involved. Because if you do that, you'll be, you know, you'll be at your funeral. What's, so, that, what's that saying? You take one bite or you eat an elephant one yes, bite at a time. Yes, that, yes. that to me, I think, is a perfect analogy. If you even want to, like, dip your toe into kind of this political mm-hmm. world that we're talking about right. here. You just, you got to take one bite of the elephant at a time. And the next thing you know, you'll devour the whole thing. And just be true to yourself. Yes. I mean, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. You're mm-hmm. going to have to have some level of passion and conviction in this. But mm-hmm. if there's a little burning fire in your belly and you're getting tired of things that are happening, sitting at home and and just being frustrated and feeling defeated is, is really not good emotionally either. I mean, no. get involved. It doesn't have to be at the level that that Amanda Tokas did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to do that. Uh, and and again, that's that's kind of why I do what I do because a lot of people, they they wish they could. They're yeah. not in a position to do it. And yeah. so I'm I'm willing to take the beating because I think that uh, our kids are worth it. That's important. That is important. You and I met. Speaking of that, um, so you and I met fairly recently. It was last month. Um, I was at an event in Kendallville, Indiana. I was emceeing this event, and it was all about. Um, this transgender craze right now that's kind of taken hold of a lot of communities, of a lot of schools. It's taken hold of a lot of our young people. And this particular event featured Abigail Schreier. She's the author of a book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. And I had never met you before this event. Yes, mm-hmm. I had you on my show a few years prior, but I'd never actually met you. And when I got out of my car, I didn't even realize it was you that I was looking at, but I couldn't help but notice your polo and it said Moms of Liberty. And initially I'm thinking, oh, cool, the the chicks from Moms for Liberty are here. And it wasn't until later on, obviously, at this event that I met you and realized you were with that organization. Did you join that organization after the whole school board thing didn't work out? Or did those two things happen simultaneously? When did that all happen? Actually, before. And I had reached out to one of the original founders of Moms for Liberty, gosh, I think in, in April of 2021. Um, and that was right around the time, not too far after the time that they had started this this uh, nonprofit organization. It started out of Florida um, by by two women. Uh, they had both been on school boards before, and one had uh, come to the end of her term. The other one had ran and lost, and they were experiencing a lot of issues within their schools. And so they kind of partnered up. And uh, they're like you. They're like enough is yeah, enough. Let's yeah. do something about it, well, girls. And there were yeah. lots of other parents, a lot of grassroots movements, and you know they wanted to give it more strength, more legitimacy. And mm-hmm. so so they started up. And so I I don't know how I stumbled on them, but I started following them, and. And as I started to, to, I got to the point where I decided, okay, I think I'm going to run for school board. What if I get on school board? Because it changes the dynamics. And then I mm-hmm. no longer can necessarily be that open book. Mm-hmm. I can't be out there, you know, yelling at the top of the mountain. So maybe it actually worked out really well, the yeah, fact that you well, didn't win. And I, I, well, I wanted to bring Moms for Liberty here regardless. Mm-hmm. And so there are a group of wonderful people here in Fort Wayne, parents and grandparents mm-hmm. um, and guardians 
all over our community that have been uh, going to school board meetings and reaching out to their school board administrators and showing up at city council meetings, county council meetings, I mean, everywhere, and speaking yeah. and emailing their legislators and creating their own grassroots organization. And there were so many of us, and, and probably more than I think ever in our lifetime, and we started meeting each other as we all just started showing up at events. And, you know, I wanted to give some level of legitimacy for the parents and their movement, because we're constantly having daggers thrown at us. Mm -hmm. You know, people are trying to minimize what's happening, mm -hmm. say that it's not happening. That's my um, favorite. They like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's talk um, about that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I like I said, I wanted to bring this here. I was told that if I was uh, going to run for school board, though, I couldn't share it. And so I pulled together a group of people and, um, you know, I had several people in, in my close-knit group that were like, let's do this. And So wait, um, you mean to tell me, so did you start the Moms for Liberty Allen County, Indiana chapter? Well, I brought it here, and I had collectively uh, with another individual who is still on our, our um, Moms for Liberty uh, executive board. So um, she has started out as the chair to get it up and going. And so I'm a little careful about who all I sure. name at this point but that's fair I can but, respect that um, and and so we started this up and the idea was that I was going to get on the school board and, <laughs> and they would run with it yeah um, but I didn't and so everybody we're all very busy like she has her own company and she's full-time mom four boys I mean <laughs> a lot more kids than me yeah um, so we try to do this collectively uh, and, and help each other out uh, but we all went in July of 2021 to um, Florida for Moms for Liberty First National Chapter, you know, summit, if you mm -hmm. will. And so uh, Ron DeSantis was there. Ben Carson was oh, cool. there. Um, you know, the former uh, head of the Department of Education was there. Uh, it's just a lot of really incredible people speaking. A really neat event. Got to meet Moms for Liberty chapter chairs and members from all over the country. Uh, got to meet a lot of people from the other Indiana chapters. So we are the seventh chapter. There's actually yeah, seven chapters here okay. in Indiana. There are in just two years, there's 265 Moms for Liberty chapters in 43 That's states. That's incredible. Yeah, and over 100,000 members. So we we did a really soft launch. We came back from that conference because what was happening, oh, we were all gearing up for school board races. Mm -hmm. Desiree was helping you with some school board races. I was running. Um, and so and There's Natalie, a ton of Natalie money being thrown around, too, for those races. It was an incredible thing that happened in Indiana. I'm sure other yeah. states were probably having similar experiences, mm -hmm. but it was unlike anything I had ever seen. The yeah. amount of money purely well, alone. And, and the thing is, is it, a lot of people wanted to say that I was getting all this money from PACs. No, these were from moms. I literally yeah. had one mom. I yeah, a pack of moms. Uh, yeah, pack of moms. You're right. And I, I loved it. I was putting on an event, um, one of my first events. This is when I was actually just filed as an exploratory committee. Mm -hmm. and I, But I was putting on a, an event to raise some money. I honestly had no idea if I was going to be able to raise money. I don't like to ask people for money. Yeah, yeah. And this mom who couldn't show up because she had all her kids drove up to the event to the front entrance text me and was like i'm gonna just drive up can you come out and handed me a check wow and she probably doesn't know but when i turned away i was started crying, crying I, yeah. I just could not believe that that's that's the thing and i and and i feel like that about even this this podcast 
What's amazing is when you are willing to to no longer remain silent and you're willing to open your voice, in this case, crack a mic, in your case, run for school board or create a Moms for Liberty chapter, when you're willing to kind of have the guts to just step out there, it's amazing how many other women, parents, guardians, grandparents, I don't care, it doesn't have to just be women, how many like-minded people kind of start to flock to you. Mm-hmm. And, in, and honestly, even with this podcast, and we're still young, we're still pretty raw and still pretty new, but the amount of women that have reached out to me, like there are so many good women out there and it has been so refreshing mm-hmm. to me as a mom who I'm like you, I'm trying to fight the good fight, but sometimes it can be discouraging because you don't often hear those stories. You don't often hear from those women because again, you're afraid of being canceled or you're afraid of being silenced or afraid of repercussions on your children at school or for a number of reasons. So I, I'm so pumped. I'm genuinely excited for you and the Moms for Liberty group here in Allen County because it sounds like you really have kind of started this grassroots movement and it's just like snowballing. And, and you know, courage begats courage. Yeah. And whether we're talking about in the workforce, women's rights, I mean, parents' rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, again, I said it earlier, you don't need permission to exercise your, Amen. In, your inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as parents, and and again, even though it's Moms for Liberty, hey dads, I said, can anyone uh, join? Anyone okay. can join. Um, so this isn't a, a it's nonpartisan. Although clearly, there's probably a lot more people that are on the conservative side. Um, it's it's not just for moms. Um, there are dads that are actual chapter mm-hmm. chairs uh, here in in Moms for Liberty. Uh, more and more dads are joining. We need more men. We, we need a lot need more, more men. men. I and, agree. And you know, I think just. Naturally, women, you know, oftentimes are the ones that are handling a lot mm-hmm. of the, the things with kids. But this is bigger than just a mm-hmm. kid thing. This isn't like the dentist and the doctor office and the homework. This is bigger. I mean, we're talking about our parental rights. Right. And, and it's not just our kids. It's their kids. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to affect us for a long time. We, we really don't want government raising our children. And that's really you know, the the statement behind Moms for Liberty. Well, and you know it's bad. So you bring this up. You said with the Moms for Liberty group, you said there's probably a leaning towards the right there. But what's we we're talking about that event that you and I both attended about this transgender mm-hmm. craze, you know, gripping our young people right now. And what was amazing is after that, I heard from so many folks, honestly, Amanda, primarily on the left, people who lean left, they straight up told me I have left leaning tendencies. But even this as being Mm a if they were like pro supporters of the LGBTQ plus community, which they were obviously Mm -hmm. were. But they're like, even as a as a supporter of the LGBTQ plus community, this is not what we had intended to support this craze Mm -hmm. that is popping up. It is not the same as someone from a very young age who who is suffering from gender dysphoria. You know, it's Mm -hmm. really not the same thing. And so when you think about, yes, I'm sure this group does have a tendency of people that lean right, but I'm sure going to guess that there's a lot of people that even lean left that are probably, again, scared to voice their true opinions on a lot Mm -hmm. of this stuff for fear of repercussions from their own political party. Right. And that's unfortunate. We've gotten to this polarized state mm-hmm. uh, in our country because we we all as individuals probably have more in common than we have yes. not in common. Yes. If we would just, it, it, everything has been politicized. That's why. Every single thing has become politicized, which is just, it's it's unfortunate because you see families, you see friendships ending. and All over politics. You know, A lot yeah. of it over COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yes. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's 
people have fears. Mm -hmm. People are afraid. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of this is stemming from. They're afraid. And we have to stop being afraid. We have to stop being so afraid of everything and everyone and start having more conversations, um, especially on things that come, you know, are surrounding our children, the safety of our children. Uh, the safety, whether they're at school or the, the safety, you know, of their minds, um, children, we want our children to to be able to grow up without all of this ridiculous outside influence mm-hmm. from social media and, you know, companies. I mean, really, none of these people are raising our kids no. to the CDC. No. I never called the CDC to ask no, them how to take care of my daughter. And so th- this it's gotten out of control. And, and that's why, you know, we really need to bring it back home, mm-hmm. uh, bring it back to the parents, bring it back to the community. Um, you know, and, and as Moms for Liberty and even as Amanda Tokas before Moms for Liberty, I mean, getting involved with your legislators and, and you know, letting them know that you want more local control. Mm-hmm. You want to say they work for us. That's right. Uh, the, you know, I believe in and, and Moms for Liberty stands behind this is, you know, the power belongs to the people. Mm-hmm. We won't have liberty without the people, you know, reclaiming that power. We've lost a lot of power. And as you can see, they are slowly eroding away at parental rights. And if if moms and dads don't start standing up, I mean, before you know it, everything will be in the school. Mm-hmm. And it might sound convenient to have the doctor's office there and the counselors, sure. oh, sure the counselors there. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> we don't want everything under one roof. Eventually, they'll say, well, we don't need you. Exactly. That's exactly what they're going to say. And I feel like that's exactly what they want to say. You know, you go back to how at the end of the day, we all really have more in common um, than what we, we lack in mm-hmm. common. And I, I always say that, you know, it's like, you know, we, we want to point the finger at each other. And I'm like, uh, let's point the, the finger to a lot of our elected officials, because at the end of the day, a lot yeah. of them are the ones that are driving this wedge between us versus them. They've created right. this us versus them mentality. Yeah. And I think it starts with groups like yours. It's nonpartisan. I get mm-hmm. it. It might have a political leaning, but it, it's truly nonpartisan. Y'all have one thing in common, and that is preserving your parental rights. Absolutely. On that note, I want to have a little fun. OK. OK. So I'll be honest, I'd never heard of Moms for Liberty until this event that mm-hmm. I mentioned that I briefly mentioned you at. So I myself, I'm like you, I had to do a little bit of homework and a little bit of research. And during my show prep, I found you all on Facebook and I'm reading. I'm like, I need to be a part of this. This is amazing. How have I not heard of this? So I clicked to join your group mm-hmm. and it popped up three questions as most groups <laughs> for whatever. It could be for, you know, a group on controlling diabetes. You right. usually have to answer some questions sure. to you know kind of get into the group, if you will. So for fun, mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to ask you the three mm-hmm. questions that popped up that I had to answer to join the group. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the first question that popped up, it says, where do you believe our rights come from? Well, I believe that our inalienable rights come from God. Amen. Um, Good answer. And, uh, you know. Shoot, I answered that one wrong. <laughs> that's okay. And you, I mean, and then we have our fundamental rights, yeah. which is, you know, when you're talking about law, it's probably sadly more protected there. But our founding fathers yeah. believed that our rights came from, from God. Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're trying to take that away from us. Yes, they are. So that leads us to question number mm-hmm. two. And it said, where do you believe parental rights end? 
I thought that was, I mean, I could have wrote a whole like thesis mm -hmm. on, on that topic, on it's, that question. That question's interesting because when I see people's answers, they, some people read it differently, but that's okay. Um, you know, it just helps me see kind of where they're at. I, I wrote, they don't, period. Well, that's, that's so funny. That is, nor that is what we get a lot. Yeah. I mean, it depends if you're looking at it, you know, if I'm looking at it just from a mom, I'm like, heck no, I'm her mom till the day I die. Exactly. You know? um, but from a legal standpoint, I yes. mean, you know, uh, your kid will say, well, no, that's not right, mom, when I'm 18 legally, uh -huh. you know, or there are some children that, that even despite the age of 18, you know, are not capable of, of making decisions for themselves. But you know what? You know who, who can make that decision the best? Are the parents. Mom and dad. Yeah. Exactly. Mom yeah. and dad. And last I checked, you know, mom and dads, they're the one up at 2 a.m., yeah, holding their daughter's hair back, putting the the cool washcloth on her forehead when she's got a fever. You know, mm -hmm. moms and dads are the ones taking them to doctor's appointments when they break their legs. Mom and dad are the ones making sure they're not eating nuts because they have a nut allergy. Like, spare me this big government, local government getting in. You know, I think mm -hmm. about you with the schools and healthcare facilities right there. Like, it just blows my mind. That's even something that we are embarking on mm -hmm. in today's society. The last question was, and you kind of pretty much already answered this one, but it says, why are you seeking to join this group? For me, if it was me, I, I was always looking um, in my search to connect to like-minded people. Yes, you know, yeah. I, you want you. We see so much. There's something bashing. empowering in that. Yeah, yeah. there is. It's empowering, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's reaffirming. You know that you're not alone, mm -hmm. be, especially when you're on the other side, the side that's being squashed and silenced and censored. You know, it's really good. That's why I t I will tell you. I mean, I say anyone can join, but if you come in. And you're contentious or you're attacking one of our members uh, on any of my, even my other pages, you're gone. You're, you can ask a question. You, We can have a conversation. You sure. don't have to agree with everything. But if you're going to use something to come and attack someone um, or if you just outright, you just don't believe any of it, then you're in the wrong group. Mm -hmm. And, and you know. We'll, and that's important. We have to be able to listen to each yeah. other. And in fact, I think on there, I, I don't know it verbatim, but there was like a little warning about how you, you can be kicked off if you don't mm -hmm. follow these said rules, which mm -hmm. essentially the rules were be nice, listen yeah. to each other, you know, right. don't be a jerk, which yeah. hopefully you haven't had to kick off. A lot of people. I think there's only been one. Um, you know, if people are coming onto our page and being nefarious and trying to dox people and, mm -hmm. and hurt people, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to put up with that. If folks aren't from Allen County, Indiana, I mean, obviously, Moms for Liberty, Allen County, easy to find you guys. But there are other chapters, obviously, all across the country mm -hmm. that, that women can look into or, or men, whomever want. Right. They can all look in to find their local chapter mm -hmm. if they have one, right? Yeah. They can just go to the, just type in Moms for Liberty. You'll end up on the national page, and then it'll say, find your chapter. And if okay. you plug it in and it's not there, then guess what? Maybe, you get to start one, sister. Yes, you certainly should. You get to be just like Amanda. Yeah. I'd be curious, since y'all, you specifically in your group, you kind of have a pulse on, you know, what is going on. And I realize it's more going to be specific to Indiana. But what would you say right now are some of the biggest fights going on when it comes to preserving parental rights. And I know, for example, a big one, at least for this Moms of Liberty chapter here, a big topic has been banning a lot of books within certain schools and districts. Would you say that's one of your top issues right now? Or what are some of the top things y'all are dealing with? Uh, well, books definitely have 
are on that list, and that really falls under the sexualization of children. Yes. Though. <laughs> now, it doesn't fall under book banning because we—that's that's a. Yeah. Farce. What do you think of people who call you book banners? Yeah, you know, <laughs> sticks and stones. I, you know, people that don't like what you're doing because either they just don't understand or they're mm-hmm. for it. Um, you know, they, they like to make up names that make you look bad or make up names that make them look bad, whether it's gender affirming care, book banning, um, diversity, mm-hmm. equity and inclusivity. I mean, we can talk. about. Don't you love the words. lingo, by the way, yeah. all these cute little titles and names uh-huh. for, for the stuff that they have learning. Yes. I mean, people people just get surface level. They don't mm-hmm. really understand the full scope of what's happening. Um, you know, and and if somebody's being rational and, and wants to learn, I'll talk with them. If they come at me, you know, aggressive, then, then no. I mean, I, I have hundreds of people reach out to me, I mean, sometimes daily. I cannot, I'm just not going to spend my time and my energy fighting with someone that's that nor should you yeah don't give them your so, energy don't give them your yeah. time yeah but but you know i am happy i'm not i mean i'm happy to talk with people and help them kind of understand you know why are the things that are happening today happening is that i think is a big question for people mm-hmm. they don't understand it's so overwhelming it's like why and they try to piece everything together mm-hmm. um and if you just kind of remove yourself from the all the the craziness that's happening and you kind of back out and you look at it from a bigger, broader perspective, you'll see there is a cultural revolution Mm -hmm. happening here in our country. And there's a romanticism in our college universities of Mm neo-communism. Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. I mean, so there are, I always say, the puppet masters and the puppets. Uh, And then there's the, the audience, right? So who are you in that show who are you mm-hmm. and and what do you need to learn to to figure out uh, how to make decisions moving forward um but you know like mo- bringing it back to monster liberty it that that provides a platform for people to have a, lo- a level of credibility to unify in a community um you know if there are events or there are things happening ideally we start to grow this chapter and we didn't do a, a hard launch until just recently so we're just now doing that um but the more parents that we have that are in this group, the more our voice matters, the more people Mm -hmm. will listen to us. And that was seen down at the state house with the legislation that was just in this session. There were lots of Moms for Liberty uh, members and chapter chairs and vice chairs, et cetera, uh, going down there and speaking. And we had a pretty We've had some big wins here. Yes, we have. Yeah, we had some big, some very big wins. Um, You know, there's still, I think, a lot of work to Mm -hmm. be done. This transgender um, movement is That's I a big think one. is a big one. It's one of the the worst things that I I think I've seen happen to children, and I think it's going to go down in history is is one of the most abominable things that people got behind. I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. In fact, I kind of wanted to segue into that a little bit and specifically talk about schools. You mentioned you have a daughter. Mm-hmm. You said she's in middle school, correct? Correct. So I'd be curious because a lot of this transgender craze that is really gripping and taking hold of a lot of our young people tends to start in school and on social media. It's like those two things kind of go hand in Mm -hmm. hand. First of all, if you don't mind answering, do you allow your daughter on social media? I am very, uh, I limit her. She is allowed on one aspect of social media that is connected to my account. So I see everything she posts. I see everybody who's on there. Um, and so it's it's connected with mine. And and monitoring a child's social media takes a lot of time mm-hmm. um, and discipline. 
and you have to know the how to how to monitor it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of parents that they're either too busy or they don't know how to they don't understand it, mm-hmm. and you know they get sucked into the whole. The kids like well everybody else is doing yep. it, you know. I, okay, I, honey, just go do it. Yeah, go sit in your room. I, I grew yep. up in a little bit of. I'm an older parent, so you know I always heard the well. If just because so and so's let their kid jump off the bridge doesn't mean yes, I've heard that and I too. I hated yeah. hearing that growing up, but um, but, but it's, it's so true. It is so true, and um, you know. I don't want my daughter to be disconnected from her peers, but I mean, she's she's 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, 12 is an age where they are learning about their identity mm-hmm. and they're maturing. And I mean, this is puberty. Yeah. I mean, this they're is very influential a, at 12. Yeah, and emotionally, yeah. all children at the, those yep. ages. I mean, there's a lot of things happening with their hormones. This is such an impressionable time, and that's what makes me so mad. I'm, I get so upset. I can't. I cannot understand how anyone who's been around a teenager who who has children would would not stand up and speak out against this because it I, is. I'm with you. I yeah, don't get it. it. It's it's horrible what's happening. All of these things. These kids are being hit in every single corner with all of this indoctrination, all of this political activism. And they're just not getting to they're not getting to just grow up and be kids and figure themselves out. Um, you know, so introducing And we are the villains. We are the mm-hmm. villains for wanting to protect and preserve the innocence of childhood, which that's the part that downright ticks me off to. I'm the bad mm-hmm. guy. You are the bad guy, Amanda, for wanting to protect and preserve that. And I'm like, well, what planet are we on? We're really inside out, upside down right now. You know, parents, we have a paternal and maternal mm-hmm. drive. It is an, an innate drive with most parents. I mean, some people aren't wired the same, but most parents have that innate drive. Are they perfect? No. But would would you rather have your child raised by a, a parent who has paternal or maternal tendencies than the federal government or a political mm-hmm. action committee or for real I mean, yeah. come on. I mean like exactly. this is insane but that's and, real that's a real yeah. point that's a good point yeah so they're 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 literally just they're trying to to make us out to be uh not important mm-hmm. to make us be the bad guys and and we need to we need to take that power back. They can't take that from us. Mm-hmm. That's our inalienable rights. They cannot take that from us. But we have to speak up. You can't. You just can't sit back no, and hope can't. that somebody else is going to take take care of it. You know, um, because right before our eyes, right now, I mean, we, th- this is really happening. These things are happening in our schools. This you had asked earlier. You know, where do we? Where do I think the schools or in education we're losing that mm-hmm. that parental control? I mean, we have companies that are collecting data on our children and and they're going to be using it sure. and, and there are surveys that are being asked of our children that, i take it tiktok's not the one app no one, not with the one social so media outlet your, yeah, your no, I, I am not tiktok is is horrible yeah. for teens you know i mean there may some people are like oh i advertise my business on i get so okay great but we're we're talking about Teens. Not going to sell my soul yeah, for it. I mean, yeah. you, if you, I, I look at some of the stuff on there. I see what's happening mm-hmm. on TikTok, and and TikTok is one of those apps where a lot of this woke ideology, mm-hmm. this transgender cult, they're on there because mm-hmm. they know they're getting the attention. Because they're pre- and they're preaching it at your kids. Yeah, absolutely. And they're saying, "Oh, trust me, your parents don't love you mm-hmm. because they don't accept you." That's a groomer. Hello. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> the, if we have we have definitely created space, safe space for the wrong people on yep. this earth yep. uh, we have created safe space for people with nefarious tendencies mm-hmm. coming right after our children and parents need to wake up and and quit being so trusting of the government trusting of social media um and and letting their kids 
control letting their kids <laughs> yeah. letting, letting their kids make these decisions yeah. like you said well everybody else is on it you know we're all going to hear that everyone else yeah. has a cell phone everyone else is on tiktok everybody else is going to little jimmy's for this party mm-hmm. blah 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 i'm with you just because your friends are jumping off the bridge mm-hmm. does not mean you need to jump off the bridge right. and i know that it's scary as a parent because you want to be their friend but it's so important you're that parent first it's mm-hmm. so important that you have these really hard, challenging conversations with your kids, but because if you don't, their teachers, their administrators, little Jimmy, all of these social media influencers, they're going to impress upon your kids their values and what they believe instead of what you, Amanda, believes or what I, Kayla, believe. And that's one of the things, I'm glad you brought that up, when you and I finally met at that event, um, one of the things that the author said was that really resonated, because I actually understand a lot of the transgender stuff. I knew most of what she was talking about. And I've read her book, but um, she had said, you know, it's really important that we teach our kids yes. what we believe and why we believe. Don't it. Don't assume mm-hmm. your children know what you believe, because the way that I grew up is not how my kid is growing up. Mm-hmm. And and you have to understand that they spend so much time in school and outside of the home, all of that. And, and then they have the Internet, which we don't, whether it's YouTube or TV. We didn't have that. Mm-hmm. The, when I was growing up, the TV went off at midnight. So I'm starting to show my but, <laughs> I don't I mean, remember the, those the, days, Amanda. The influence is everywhere. Heck, you can't walk into Target without being pushed, yep. you know. So you have to work twice as hard as a parent today, I feel, to to counter that. Mm-hmm. And then and then let's just say you you happen to fortunately get your kids through high school and they're still critical thinkers. You send them off to college. And you hope and pray you, that you've, and I mean, you've raised them right. And, yeah. But they're, the colleges are pushing mm-hmm. activism. and you know. True story, Amanda. My dad, I will t- I'm 34 years old. I graduated college in, in 2011. I went to Penn State. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I kid you not. So I'm the, I'm the first person in my entire family to ever go to college. Mm-hmm. My dad begged me. He begged me not to go to college for that very reason you're talking about. He begged me, he goes, you will get brainwashed, you will come back a liberal. My dad said that. I mean, Mm -hmm. he offered me a job. My parents are small business owners. He offered me a job starting at Mm $40,000 right after I graduated high school. It's the same deal he made my brother. My brother took that deal and worked for my dad for years. Mm -hmm. Offered me that deal. I obviously turned it down um, and went and did my own route. But I'm proud to say I walked out of my college experience more conservative then I went into mm-hmm. college. It had the exact opposite effect for me because you're right. Even back in, in 2008, 9, 10, 11, mm-hmm. when I was in college, it was still full of so much junk. And I yeah. know that you can put that on steroids for what it's right. like now. And for you, you you're a strong, strong woman and, and you had a foundation at home. Correct. That helped. It cl- did. For sure. But you still got out lucky. But, but, but <laughs> got out unscathed. Those, for those kids that come from a, a family, maybe single single parent. I'm a single parent, so I'm not knocking them. But it's it's hard. It's hard. You, you have less time. You have way so, less time. Um, you know, or or kids that may struggle with some other, whether it's emotional uh, disorders or maybe on the spectrum. Yeah. They're going to be a lot more easily influenced and wanting to fit in and, um, you know, be a part of something. Everybody wants to Absolutely. feel Part Absolutely. of something. Absolutely. So this is this is tough, and that's one of the reasons also why I speak up. I mean, somebody's got to be back there speaking up uh, for for the ones yeah. that can't, for the ones that don't know, um, and and putting shining a light on what's happening. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. That's what Moms for Liberty is going to continue to do. Is we're going to educate, we're going to unify, we're going to hold our local, state, and federal legislators accountable. Um, you know, and, and we're going to continue to shine the light on this and, and hold everybody's feet to the fire and demand that we hold on to our inalienable mm-hmm. parental rights. Uh, they're our kids, our kids. 
I hope that people are feeling the way that I'm feeling right now, which is I, I take great comfort in knowing that your group is out there, that mm-hmm. knowing that there are women like you out there. Um, it actually, you know, like I said, there, there's like power in numbers. There's power in this like mindedness that I think you and I clearly obviously mm-hmm. share, Amanda, and probably yeah. me and a lot of moms in your group share. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. This this podcast yes. isn't long enough. But as kind of wrapping up here, what would you say, though, to the mom that's listening right now who isn't like you, who isn't like me, and maybe isn't quite brave enough, whether it's her job, maybe it's the status of her kids, or, or she's the single mom, and I just, I don't have time to fight this fight, you know, because that's real, too. What would you say to that mom that just isn't quite brave enough yet to, to speak on behalf of her kids? You know, you can take baby steps and get involved. Just just making yourself aware of what's going on, understanding what's happening will help you protect your child at home. You know, even within your little circle at home and your family unit, you've got to understand what's happening in the schools. And there are a lot of websites you could, heck, you can create a fake Facebook page and start to follow things. Follow parents defending um, parents defending children. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. Uh, you know, join Moms for Liberty. I mean, it's private. F- make a fake account. I don't care as long as you... Abide by the rules. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, abide by the rules. I mean, there's there's ways that you can dip your toes in the water. You can show up at a board meeting. You don't have to speak. Just show up. Just yeah. sit. Just listen. You'll meet other people. Um, but it, it, they're worth it. Your, our kids are worth it. And again, you don't have to speak at the, the t- yell at the top of the mountain like me, but you can reach out to people like me. Yeah. If you if you have a concern, there are a lot of there are a lot of people in your community that will support you and will help you. Heck, we just had an event um, for Moms for Liberty and we showed a, a movie called Mind Polluters. And that was a very concise summary of, of kind of what's happening in our schools. So, um, you know, being able to, to find those resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best way to find those resources are to connect with some local grassroots groups. I mean, and, and again, that's why I brought we brought Moms for Liberty here and so that you would have that um, and, and be able to reach out. But one thing I would love to, to create. Do. do tell. <laughs> look at that look uh, on your face. I can't wait to hear this. I really want there to be a way for parents, teachers, administrators and students, kids to anonymously report things that are going on in the schools. And I had hoped that our legislature would add something under the Whistleblower Act Mm -hmm. to protect. But that is one of the biggest... I feel feel like we wouldn't be where we are right now if people felt safe to talk about what's happening. But there's... People don't feel safe. The students don't feel mm-hmm. safe. The parents don't feel safe. I mean, they'll tell me, but they're like, oh, but don't say Don't anything. say my name. I get that. Yeah. Don't, don't say my student's name. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, if you don't have that, then you've got administrators, school board members saying it's not happening. You've got, you know, people and legislators saying it's, mm-hmm. ha- it's not happening. So I think by numbers, so we don't necessarily have to have the names all the time, but if we could start to show the numbers mm-hmm. of how many people are reporting this and at least give some detail. We don't have to give the names, but give the detail. It will be undeniable. I think the, another really good piece of advice to to maybe some of the folks who, who aren't brave enough to speak out or, or move in some of the political circles that you have kind of moved yourself mm-hmm. into, I think even just shooting you a DM or an mm-hmm. email or people like you and just saying, hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes, at least I get that on my end, and I don't think people realize that that goes a long way for me. It does. Um, 
just knowing again that I'm not alone in trying to fight this good fight and just mm-hmm. having someone else say, hey, thanks for taking the punches for me. I'm like, heck yeah, happy yeah. to do it. You know, so I would also really encourage people to do that, too. If they feel like they're struggling to find their voice or for, for whatever reason, they don't feel like they're capable of doing that. And I believe that they're all probably really valid reasons. Mm-hmm. Just send an Amanda a, a hey, thanks for doing what you're doing and it, keep that, up the good that fight. That is huge because if you've got people in your community mm-hmm. that are that are speaking up and you're feeling, wow, she's saying, he's saying all the things I want to say, you do have to keep lifting them up because mm-hmm. they will get they will get discouraged and mm-hmm. and they they may want to quit too. I'm not saying I will, but I, I people do. They get discouraged mm-hmm. and and then suddenly you don't hear about them anymore. You know, exactly. I, exactly. Well, that's, that's just why. it, because you think, well, why am I doing this? I feel like I'm not mm-hmm. making a difference. All I'm hearing the noise from the left or the, right. from the nasty people or what have you, not even right. just the left, but just just you hear the criticism. And that's all you're yeah. starting to Our hear. Our churches yeah. need to get behind. You know, I'd be curious too. your thoughts on that, too. You know, one quick look at your Facebook page. And I know you mm-hmm. are a God fearing Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very vocal about that myself. I make no bones about it. In fact, on the very first episode of this, I said, if you've got a problem with that, this probably isn't going to be a po- the podcast for you right. because it's just naturally a part of my identity. Um, what do you think the role is of the church in politics? Do they go hand in hand? Should they go hand? I mean, what kind of role do you think the church should be playing? I absolutely think the church should be getting involved in yeah. politics. Uh, it is the politics that shut down the churches mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. We should never have churches shut down. Yeah, um, Our church needs to be the, the, the beacon of truth, especially for our youth. And to have them be silent on matters that affect humanity mm-hmm. and these inalienable rights that we spoke of, it's just shocking to me. And I know that there is money. They need money. I get it. Yep. Um, Don't we all? We, we all do. Don't we all? Yes, we do. And I, I, I personally took a hit as well. Yeah. But, you know, we have to stand up for the things that we believe in, for our children, for the future of of this country, of this world. We have to have the courage to do it. And, um, you know, I always say, people say, would you fight this fight knowing you were going to lose? And always. Yeah. Every day. You know, on that topic, on that note, we're like way at a time. But I tried to do a quick Google search here for what we're we're talking about church and religion and politics. And I don't I didn't find the exact article that I'm looking for, but I know I read it. I I love to have the facts in front of me, but I didn't even plan on us going down this route. Mm -hmm. But there was a global study done that people who believe in something greater, and I'm not even necessarily saying it's gotta be God, I know for you and I that it is, Mm -hmm. but for people who actually believe in a higher power and something greater than themselves, they are naturally happier, more successful people. And I think that's telling right there when it comes to the involvement of church and politics and the two going hand in hand. We've Mm -hmm. come to a time in our society where, by God, we need God everywhere uh, in this day and age. Amanda, I so appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Man, you know, I think the big takeaway from me on this one is just really digesting the consequences of remaining silent. I do want to make one thing clear. I do not believe that silence automatically means complicity. In fact, I hate the quote by Albert Einstein that says, if I were to remain silent, I'd be guilty of complicity. I could not disagree with that more. Um, Sometimes, as the other saying goes, silence can be deafening, right? But when it comes to the topic of our kids... We can't be silent. So while Amanda was in studio this whole time, I actually started to jot down some of the consequences of remaining silent. And this is the list that I have so far. And these were just the consequences that 
came to top of frame of mind while I was chit-chatting with her. Obviously, the big one, woke indoctrination in education. Rampant crime. We've got looting, protests, and shootings galore. Um, Illegal immigrants are spilling into every single state. Every state is now considered a border state these days. Abortions are suddenly being labeled as health care. Gender surgeries are all of a sudden being labeled affirming care or affirmative care. That one is really just such a joke to me. Um, Over-sexualizing kids and infants. It's the new trendy thing to do. And that list really could go on and on. That's just the one I jotted down in about five minutes here again while chatting with Amanda. And I get it. We all have our causes that we deem worthy to put up a fight for. But gosh, we should all be ready and willing to put up one hell of a fight when it comes to our kids. When you remain silent, bottom line, the progressive left wins. Because in all reality, they fear conservative Christian moms. They can't stand us. I bet they shake in their boots, actually, when they see Amanda Tokas coming in. And they should. You know, I actually think she changed my mind a little bit when it comes to our churches getting involved in politics and getting involved in everything that's going on in the country right now. A year ago, heck, six months ago even, I would have likely said, no way. No way. Our churches should not be getting involved. But I am hearing her talk today, and I'm just really deep in thought about it. I actually also started thinking about a book I just finished called The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Read it if you get the chance. You can read it in a day. But in the book, Lewis actually talks about the weapons of war and how religion can be used as a weapon, good or bad. And I really have just been sitting here thinking, and I was thinking about all of these blasphemous things that we've been seeing these days and how religion is being used by bad people against good people. But, you know, here's the thing with that. The way they are attempting to use that weapon, it can break. That weapon is just like a gun or a knife, a bullet, an axe. It will break. But when we use the weapons of Christianity— of our God, our Lord and Savior, when we use prayer, church, and community, that, that can never be broken. And thus, I have all the faith in the world that good will triumph over evil. So I do. Thank you, Amanda. I do think it is about time that our churches join the front lines right there next to Amanda, right there next to me. Because Satan is so darn determined to cause chaos, I think it's about time we stir up a little chaos as well, huh? Sometimes I know we think spiritual warfare should be tidy and neat, sewn up with a little perfect bow, but the reality is it's dirty, it's brutal, it's gritty, it's hard. But mamas, it's worth it every single time. Like usual, if you are enjoying the News Mom podcast, first of all, let me just say thank you for being here. Second of all, I'm glad you are liking it so far. I could sure use a rating on iTunes. Uh, That is the best way that you can help me. Um, I do not charge for this content. I'm not making any money off of this content. I always like to share that and emphasize that because there's no paywall for you to access this content. Like there are a lot of other mom podcasts, conservative podcasts, podcasts. religious podcast. There's no paywall here. So if you like it or you're enjoying it, uh, please tap and subscribe and then give me a rating there, uh, particularly on iTunes. But you can obviously download the News Mom podcast anywhere you can download a podcast. Until next time, this is the News Mom. She roasts a turkey while roasting lawmakers. This is News Mom.